and welcome. My name is Emily, and you are listening to our Music Talks podcast, a podcast for all music fans and enthusiasts, and brought to you by the Albany Youth Orchestra. Today, we are going to be talking about the passion of music and teaching music and so much more. Thank you for being here today. Let's jump in. Uh, so I'm sitting here today with Denver Spielman, the instructor, one of our instructors here at AYO. So what instruments do you play and how long have you been playing them? The violin is my primary instrument. I started that when I was in fourth grade. So I've been playing that for about 27 years. Wow, a long um, time. Yeah, and then I also play viola and cello. I didn't start those until I was in college. Yeah. Um, so I haven't been playing those as long. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to turn that one back around on you. Like what? I think you play viola. Is that correct? Yes. I play viola and I have been learning since three years now, since the start of the pandemic time period. So um, I do know a little little bit of the piano. Okay. Um, It's been a long time since I played. And for right now, I can only play by ear. Yeah. (laughs) But I do love the piano. how yeah. Oh, I, I have a little more I can say. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I also took a little bit of piano in college um, and a little bit of, like, all the instruments of the orchestra. Mm-hmm. So, like, a little bit of woodwinds and brass and percussion. Have you ever played with, a, like, an electronic violin? I have played an electric violin. Those yeah. are fun. Yeah. <laughs> have you? No, no, I haven't, but... Do you yeah. like the way they sound? Yeah, they sound really cool. They sound, definitely sounds totally different to me. It does. Yeah, it doesn't have like the resonating body. It's it sounds kind of like a pure. It does. That's true. Yeah. Um, pure tone. How long have you been teaching music? I started teaching private lessons while I was still in college, um, probably around 2011, mm-hmm. uh, and I just finished my tenth year of teaching for Albany Youth Orchestra. Oh, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Ten years of teaching. Is that what you always wanted to do, like, go into teaching? Or yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is. And is that what you're also going to do when you go back to school, or what? what? It is. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, and we can, uh, I'll touch on that a little, okay. bit, more, a little bit more later, but yeah. um, I am, I am, this is my final year with yeah. the Youth Orchestra, and I'll be moving to Boston, going to grad school at Boston University. I'm excited for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be fun. What do you like about the violin? I mean... So when I was a child, it was just kind of an instinctive thing. I thought I liked the way it sounded. I liked the way they looked. It looked Mm -hmm. fun to play. Um, But now as an adult, I really like the variety of it. Yeah. Um, All the different sounds you can produce with different bow strokes, playing double stops and chords. Um, And I also like... I, I like that you can you can have sustained tones like on a piano the tone the tone dies mm-hmm. as soon as you hit it yeah um, so you can sustain a tone and change dynamics you can do that with a wind instrument yeah or a brass instrument as well uh, but you can also play chords and so mm-hmm. I, I feel like it, it kind of mixes those right like on a piano or a guitar you can play yeah. chords but you don't have sustain yeah on the wind and the brass you have sustain but no double stops or chords and I, I like that combination with yeah. instruments in general. You know, chords sound really beautiful in the violin and the viola. And um, my favorite thing to play on it is trills. Yeah, I love trills. I love trills. <laughs> do you have like a certain practice strategy that you do that you follow? So, one strategy 
that, that I think is really helpful is starting at a speed where you're not going to make any mistakes. Okay. And I tell students this all the time. If you're making a mistake, you're not practicing the correct thing wrong. Uh-huh. You're practicing the wrong thing. And the more times you make that mistake, the more times you're reinforcing that mistake and getting uh-huh. better at it. So starting at a speed where you're not going to make any mistakes. And it might be super, super slow. But that's okay, right? Yeah. But it's okay. Yeah. And just gradually speeding that up. Um, I should do that. Yeah. And you can set, you can set like, a, like a goal. Oh, and I use a metronome a lot. Yes. For a ton of my practicing. Um, but you know, set a metronome speed where you're not going to make any mistakes and set yourself a goal. Like I'm going to try to do this five times in a row or 10 times in a row without making any mistakes Mm -hmm. and then bump up the metronome and keep doing it Mm -hmm. until you you get it where it needs to be. And repetition is probably the key as well. Yeah. 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 I usually just kind of sit down and force myself to go over like the same part over and over again, but I don't do it. I do it at the same speed. Yeah. So <laughs> I always encounter problems, but... Yeah, yeah. And another thing is w- working on pieces... Working on the parts of a piece that need to be worked on. Not just, like, starting at the beginning yeah. and playing to the end. And then going back to the beginning and playing to the end. I knew that, yeah. But, like, isolating those sections. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tackling it all at once is... I mean, that's one tactic, but going it in little pieces yeah. is usually efficient yeah (laughs) yeah and those little those little pieces they don't all have to be the same practice speed Mm -hmm. at the beginning your your goal is to get them all the same speed at the end Mm -hmm. but they don't need to be there right away what is something with that in mind what is a challenge learning the violin or learning the instruments that you've played um you know one is kind of a physical challenge i remember my my fourth finger on my left hand used to be double jointed and I had a lot of difficulty like controlling it. And I've encountered that with other students as well. But it is something that... What does that mean? <laughs> it would like lock into place. Like this wouldn't bend. It would like bend like... Ooh. I know the audience can't see that. But yeah. like the middle knuckle would be straight and only the, the outer one would be bent. Um, it didn't actually hurt at all. It was just like... <laughs> it felt like it would... Like that middle knuckle would collapse and yeah. straighten out. Um, and I've encountered that with other students. But it is something that... I only had that issue when I was very young, and like the more you, the more you play, it gets stronger, and it has been gone for many years now. Um, but I'm I'm almost glad that I had that because I've seen other students get really discouraged with it, and mm-hmm. kind of I don't know having the same having had the same issue, yeah. and knowing that it can go away, yeah, is is helpful. I think. Yeah. Um, there were also other other challenges. Um, I remember, I remember spending a great deal of time learning to do spiccato correctly. Spiccato or staccato? Spiccato. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it's been a while. Wait. So staccato, they, they both use dots. Yes. Staccato is stopped on the string. Uh-huh. Spiccato is bounced off the string. Okay. <laughs> um, and it involves a lot of flexibility in your, in your bow hold and right hand fingers. Yeah, I imagine. Yeah. So uh, I do remember, I remember that one being difficult to learn. Um, chopping. Is that another one? That chopping is another. Yeah. Huh. Is yeah. that what it's called? Yeah. Uh, you see that in like fiddle music? Is yeah. Thinking? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's fast. Yeah. Um, some of the challenges that I've had 
are also like the physical challenges. My ring finger and my pinky finger like to go together with everything because mm. I can't. It's hard to independentize. Yeah. So I don't know if you're aware of this. These two, the the tendon actually connects higher than any of the other fingers. Uh huh. So there is like a physical connection. Physical connection there. No wonder it's so hard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like I can't do things without bringing the other one with it. So. Yeah. <laughs> and then. It's also been difficult for me to, like, get cut time down, like, mm. when I'm still trying to learn, like, a song or whatever, trying to make that go faster or stuff like that. That's... Is that just, like, mentally disorienting? Or I think so. Like, like I can physically just play it faster if it was written that way instead of just, oh, we're just going to put cut time on it. And so <laughs> I think that throws me off sometimes, but... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who or what inspires you to play? So, I like all aspects of playing the violin. Like, um, there have been there have been great violinists that have inspired me over the years. Mm-hmm. Nathan Milstein, Hilary Hahn, Midori, or some that that I really enjoyed listening to. I also just really like the instrument itself, mm-hmm. um, and I also like music. So, like all all components, I mm-hmm. think. Um, I like playing great music. I like playing on the violin. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have a favorite composer or musician? Um, for composers, Robert Schumann is one that I've always really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, I just really like his romantic melodies. Um, he wasn't very familiar with string instruments, so his bowings usually have to be modified. And mm-hmm. like but I really like his music. Um, I also really like playing Bach and Beethoven. Mm-hmm. I, I do like Bach too. Yeah. How does playing music make you feel? Um, I just enjoy playing music. I like the I like the physical and mental stimulation and challenge of it. Um, and I also like having goals and projects to work on. Mm-hmm. And I think it gives like a sense of accomplishment, um, especially if there's like a performance or or something yeah. involved. I like to think of it as like a piece of artwork that you do, but it never ends. And so, yeah. Because <laughs> you paint, but you usually finish the project, right? Or right. Learning an instrument. Yeah, and with a piece of music, you might learn it as well as you can right now. Uh-huh. But when you come back to it five or ten years later, you can play it better or have different ideas yeah. about it. Uh, so no- nothing ever feels final with music. I would like to be able to get to the point where I can like look back at my old music and just play it without having to think about it you know just Mm -hmm. like second nature yeah so do you have a song you want to learn to play uh there are so many pieces that i want to learn to play i have like a huge list (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but uh i've never played any of the izai sonatas for violin Mm -hmm. um so that's that's kind of on my been on my mind lately yeah i think I would like to. <laughs> I would like to learn to play the Twilight soundtrack on the yeah. viola. I think that would be cool. <laughs> and one of my favorite musicians, his music is amazing. It's his name is Novo Novo More, and he has um, some of his songs have like violins in it. So it'd be super cool to be able to play that too. So I've never seen or heard Twilight. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, I'll add that to the list to do. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even know about Twilight until it was like over. <laughs> like, really? Yeah. 
what what is your favorite thing about teaching music? Like working with the kids. My favorite thing about teaching music would be kind of breaking down the challenges um, and seeing students accomplish mm-hmm. um, accomplish hurdles and, and difficulties. Um, yeah, and just seeing the progress that they make over time. <clears throat> I've had some students that I've taught for 10 years mm-hmm. um, and who are like off in college now and just seeing the progress that they made mm-hmm. over that time. Um, so I, yeah, I like seeing that, that long-term progress, but also just if there's a specific challenge that they're facing, being able to break that down and help them with it and see them overcome it. It's rewarding. Yeah. Yeah. Is there other instruments that you want to learn in the future? Yeah. If there was a... If, if I had to choose a wind instrument, I think I'd like the oboe. I have not seen that one. Um, it's like a double reed. Uh-huh. Okay. So, okay. Um, I like... Yeah. I like the oboe. I like the sound of it. And I have played it a little bit. Yeah. Just like a little bit in college. How do you spell it? O-B-O-E. O-B-O-E. Oh, okay. I'm going to look that one up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'd also like to learn ukulele. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, I like, especially like the soprano size, the small ones. Yeah. I feel like it's so portable. You could just like put it in a backpack and take it anywhere. And travel with it. And it's, it's like really easygoing and casual sounding. Yeah. Which the violin is not. I feel like the violin, I don't know. In my mind, it's a very like serious instrument. It's, it, yeah. Um, so I, I like that about the ukulele. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to learn, I mean, if I had all the time in the world, I would learn more of the piano and I mm-hmm. would learn uh, electric bass. Okay. And gosh, let me think. I would also like to learn the drums. Okay. I do like percussion. My dad did a lot of percussion. Like drum set? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, that would just be awesome. <laughs> and then I know it's not necessarily an instrument, but my voice as well. I like mm. to do that, use that more. So Yeah, I took voice lessons. Again, that's something I didn't do until college, but I did take like a year of voice lessons and sang in a choir for mm-hmm. a couple of years. Did you like it? I did, yeah. And I'd never done it until then. I'd just been a violinist, but yeah, I did enjoy it's it. It's fun, yeah. Have you ever been like a quartet or... Yeah, I, I played in a string quartet all through college, um, and uh, and a few a few times since then. For yeah, I had like a wedding quartet. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Okay, yeah. yeah, I um I need to get back into orchestra, but being in a quartet would be cool in the future. So have you done the? Do you do the Albany string? Orchestra yeah, I I was a year. I did a year with Albany strings, and then I stopped. Um, but I'm hoping to get back into it, so. Um, all right, let's see. Do you have like a musical goal or dream that you want to share about? So, this is where I was thinking I'd share more about what I'm doing currently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I, this is my last, this is actually my last week mm-hmm. at Albany Youth Orchestra. I know. Oh, so you're taking it off to Boston like next week? Not next okay. week. Okay. No, but on like August 20th. Wow. So like two weeks. That's exciting though. It is. Um, but after the baseball, after the baseball game on Sunday, we're pretty much done for the summer. Mm-hmm. We are. Um, and I'll be moving to Boston, going to Boston University for a master in music education. 
Wow. So that's, awesome. that's that's my next big goal. It's my next task. Yeah. And it's it's exciting. Yeah. No, that's amazing. I know I know you're gonna do you've already done big things, but I know you're gonna do even more good things. So <laughs> lastly, do you have any words of wisdom that you wanna to share to anybody who is learning an instrument or who wants to learn something? Don't get frustrated. Every, every challenge can be broken down and slowed down into smaller and more easily accomplished tasks and then built back up again. Um, so break things down, slow down, don't get frustrated, and work hard and practice at least six days a week. <laughs> okay, that's great. Um, I think that, is the, that was actually the reason that I... Um, took a break from playing was because I got frustrated. So, um, I think sometimes is it, is it best to force yourself to play if like you're overwhelmed with it or is it best to take a break and come back to it? I, I think it's probably better to take a break. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do. Um, I, and, and that's another thing. This is something my, my violin teacher in college told me was practice at least six days a week and never practice on days that you don't want to. Those may sound contradictory. <laughs> it means you have to want to play six days a week yeah. to really make progress. Okay, wow. Okay. Um, but, but I do think if you're not, if you're not there for the right reason, mm -hmm. you're not probably going to make progress. And mm -hmm. You're just going to get more frustrated. <laughs> yeah. Setting small goals. Yeah, small goals. Um, and it doesn't have to be a long practice, you know, just a few minutes sometimes. Yeah. 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 I think that's something I... I think sometimes I got overwhelmed at the idea of practicing for an hour a day, and so if I made it like half an hour or 15 minutes, depending on, you know... Yeah. ...what I have going on, then I could fit it more into my schedule. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, you have to be realistic about it. Yeah. Anything else you want to share or talk about? I think that's, I think that covers it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I hope you have so much fun in Boston. Thank you. I really appreciate getting to talk with Denver and hearing about his musical journey and his goals. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you all for tuning in. See you on the next one. Bye. Bye.